0: So now we're into week three, and uh, we're going to look at baptism. We're going to look at how, now that we're born again, and we've experienced a brand new start, what baptism means for us in our next step in our new life with Jesus. And it's in this week that we look at uh, the true meaning of baptism. We can see the biblical pattern of baptism, understand what it does, and why it's so important, why it's so essential in our new life with Jesus, and that if you haven't yet been baptized, how you can be prepared and get ready um, for your own baptism. So day one of week three kicks off with this question, Mm. what is baptism? So David,
1: what is it? Well, um, just to backtrack a little bit, Jesus commanded his disciples at the end of Matthew's gospel. Jesus says, Mm. um, go into all nations and Make disciples of, of people and baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Right. And um, so, what is baptism? Well, the simplest way to understand it is just to look at the the word that is translated as baptism, and that word is a is a Greek word baptizo, mm-hmm. which means to immerse or to plunge or to submerge. And so, baptism is is the immersion of a believer into water. It's to be fully immersed in water. And it's part and parcel of our conversion and of our faith in Jesus Christ.
0: So when people think of baptism, they might think of christening, mm. being sprinkled. But what we're saying here is that it, it's not a sprinkling or a splashing. It's something that's it's, a, it's almost like the, the word itself is a different
1: act altogether. Uh, absolutely. I think that Without getting into any church history, those those other ways of of, of christening babies, of, of sprinkling babies with water, um, that's not what we see in the Bible. In the New okay. Testament, baptism is always by immersion. We look, mm. we look at that a little bit in day two. Is always by by fully immersing. A, a believer in water,
0: and it requires at least one other person to be present to do it. So it that does. brings so a sort of public, yeah. and Baptism
1: is is not a private thing, but is it is a declaration. It's like a nailing of our colours to the mast mm. and saying, "Jesus is now Lord of my lives, of my life. I've repented. I've put my faith in Him." And as a sort of as a declaration and expression of that, I'm going to be baptised, and somebody else is there, the baptizer, to um, to at least have one other witness of what's happening.
0: Yeah, so if somebody's been a Christian for a while, but they've never been baptised in water, is it still optional? Or, I mean, is it is it something that is only when you just become a Christian, or is it something that somebody should do regardless of how long they've been a Christian if they've not yet been baptised in water?
1: Yeah, the second of those, for sure. Oh, uh, we would say that every believer should be baptised, um, that Jesus was baptised, he set an example yeah. for that. In fact, there's one verse in in Mark's Gospel where it says, "Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved." It's right. it's so essential, so much an integral part of of being saved that we would say every believer should be baptized.
0: So, and that's that's an interesting distinction as well. It's not baptize and then believe. That's right. It's believe and then be baptized.
1: Absolutely, and 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 that's why um, we may come on to say this a bit later, but but babies can't make a decision to follow Jesus and therefore um being baptized before you've believed again is is an unbiblical practice so there's a helpful
0: question at the bottom of day one that talks about what about you personally you know do you qualify for baptism yeah yes no not sure and then a kind of an answer of why
1: um so so the answer should be if if I've given my life to Jesus if I've put my faith in Christ, if I've repented and confessed my sins and been born again. Yeah. Uh, and we hope, if you're listening to the podcast, we hope that's happened or, or will soon happen for you. If so, then you qualify for baptism.
0: Okay. okay. Mm. And then week two, uh, day two, rather, of week three, picks up about the biblical baptisms, so baptisms that we actually see in the Bible. And you've referred already to the fact that Jesus himself was baptized, which is... More than significant.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it is. And it wasn't as if Jesus had any sins to confess. Yeah. So it becomes even more interesting. But I think Jesus was baptized uh, above all things just to show us the right way, the Mm. right thing. He said, he he actually said, I'm doing this to fulfill all righteousness. So so Jesus sets the pattern for us in being baptized. And and we go on in in day two to look at um several other people. We look at um an Ethiopian a uh, very high-ranking Ethiopian official in, in the book of Acts chapter 8 and how he's baptised. Yeah. Then we look at Saul, who was converted and became the Apostle Paul, how he was baptised. We look at um, the first, the Gentile converts, a man named Cornelius and all his family. And then we look at a, a jailer and his family. And, and in each case, what we see is um, as soon as they believed, yeah, they were baptised and, and it, by immersion. Right. And mm. it's quite... It, the other thing is it, it's it's
0: it's a one it's one act that everybody who believes can do that identifies themselves with all other believers
1: yes and and that's really significant is it across the whole world, yeah, in every culture, in every nation, um whoever we are high ranking or low ranking rich or poor, young or old, there's one way for all of us to uh, make a public declaration of our faith, mm. and that is in baptism.
0: It's interesting, isn't it? That you have got the Ethiopian Chancellor, who's yep. African, probably. Yep. You've got Paul himself, Saul, who was a Jew. Yes. You've got Cornelius, who was a Roman. Yeah. And you've got the jailer, who's probably Greek. Yes. It's almost like each one of those uh, yeah. almost represents different cultures, different nationalities, yeah. but they're all brought together by they're the same. They're all brought
1: act. together. They all. They all. Begin their faith the same way. Begin their Christian life the same way through yeah. baptism. It's a really powerful yeah, picture. It's a universal, a universal act that is that I would say is is required and essential for every believer.
0: So if we talk about the fact that we've sort of talked about what baptism is, and we've seen in the Bible where people have been baptized, yep. but then what's the purpose of it? What does baptism actually do? Is it just this kind of ceremonial act that we do that shows something or is, or is there more to it than that? And this is what you kind of pick up on.
1: Yeah. So day three three. and day four, we pick up on the two really big, um, the effects of baptism, if you like on on the one hand, baptism, if you think about, if you think about somebody going under the water Mm. and then coming out again, it, it's very symbolic of, of death and resurrection. And, and it is a very powerful symbol but but we believe it's much more than a symbol right and on day three, we talk about baptism and and the the power of baptism to cleanse us from our past mm. and we look at a couple of um illustrations from the old testament actually of of moses um and of noah and, and we look at how those two examples uh, come to life for us in the New Testament when we realize they they're like um images or pictures or their foreshadowing of baptism, so in the case of Moses, um, Moses led the Israelites and they had to go through the Red Sea, yeah, in the case of Noah, he had to escape with his family from from this flood by 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 being carried through the waters of of the flood, and they 're both illustrations for us, pictures for us of baptism, and in actual fact um, there's a uh, there's a verse in in 1 Peter that we we look at where it says God waited patiently in the days of Noah mm. um, because a few people, eight in all, were saved through water. And this water symbolizing baptism that now saves you also. Noah was, if you like, cleansed from the sin that had pervaded the earth in his day. And, and yeah. Moses also escaped from this, from the sinful environment of the Egyptians. So that's the first picture we look at, the power of baptism to to cleanse us and the thing of the, the the thing of water and washing
0: yeah and cleansing is is very familiar to us even naturally isn't it that with it's the only way you can ever truly feel clean yes is to pass absolutely through water yeah. is to get you know to bathe or shower it's a cleansing act it is and it but it's something that actually happens it in is it, and, 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 and paul
1: himself um recalls the the apostle paul describes um how just before he was baptized somebody said to him now what are you waiting for, Paul? Get up, be baptized, and wash your sins away. So Ananias tells him yeah, to, to get up right. and, so, and be washed. So this yeah. is a really powerful image, but but also we we know this is this is real and powerful for people that when they're baptized they come out of that water and there's a very real sense in which they come out cleansed.
0: And those Old Testament pictures describe a cleansing work. Yes, they do, if you like. But there's also another. Uh, Sort of image that that's uh, that's tied in with it, which is of a, of a.
1: I, mean, I think you've already referred to this actually, is like a death, yeah, a burial and a resurrection. Yeah. So so in day four, we look at the second big picture of baptism, the big the big purpose of baptism, and and, and the picture here is of of, of burying the dead. Mm. And we read um, we read a passage in in the book of Romans chapter six where Paul, to ba- Paul talks about dying with Christ, and then in baptism. Um, being buried and and raised being raised again and and here we have the if you again we imagine somebody going down under the water yeah it's like a burial coming out of the water is like a resurrection and um, and and this really is is what's happening to our old lives our old lives having been uh, having we've repented we've we've asked Jesus to 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 cleanse us and forgive us the father forgives us our sins and then, in baptism it, it, it's like a burial of the old life, uh, and, we, and we put it all away and, and and we rise freed from the past, yeah um, to live a new life so there's the,
0: one of the Old Testament pictures of this, yeah, which might make some men cross their legs at this moment, but it, it's it's <laughs> circumcision. Oh, I thought you were going to say that yeah. <laughs> so so that's kind of I guess that, that, that image is more mm-hmm. attached to this picture of, of a of a cutting off of what's bad and, you know, yeah, a, a burial the, of those things.
1: In the Old Testament, God's people were identified by this act of circumcision, yeah. um, which is a, literally a cutting away of, of a piece of, of the flesh. And uh, again, in, in, in it describes circumcision as being um, like a baptism. And now in the New Testament, thank God we don't have to be, <laughs> be circumcised. But But in baptism, we're putting away... The flesh—it's like a, a, again a burial of the old, fleshly, carnal, worldly life—and yeah. and, so that we can be raised into a brand new life.
0: So those those three pictures that are probably took place maybe a thousand or more years before the New Testament was written. And yeah, they were images; they were things that represented baptism. Yes, the the, the New Testament, sort of shines a light on and highlights yeah, them. Yeah, they're being, all they're they all Old
1: Testament examples of things. Uh, the circumcision the the coming through the through the sea the the escaping on the flood their mm. pictures and in the new testament we understand they're all pointing the way towards baptism yeah and now in baptism we kind of got the fulfillment of all of these things
0: so the if you take the image of the the death the burial, and the resurrection there's this kind of statement in uh, in uh, day 4 about the best funeral ever <laughs> so yeah. what 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 about a person um is is left buried. I mean, you know, will, will it mean that their likes and dislikes, their personalities, that what are, are they left there? Do they come out a different personality, or is it
1: what, what is when, it that um, actually gets buried? When the Israelites were escaping from the Egyptians and went through the Red Sea, um, the story ends with the Egyptians chasing. Their enemies were chasing. Them. Their enemies were trying to bring them back into. Egypt again
0: back to slavery
1: back to slavery yeah and those enemies are actually drowned in the Red Sea Mm. after the Israelites have gone through safely yeah and I think that's a really I always think it's a fantastic picture of how all the things in my old life before I was a believer before I was a Christian all those things which would which would seek to have me back if they could right um actually now have no true power over me. So maybe habits, addictions. Yeah. Habits, addictions, um, appetites I used to have, um, little, little, um, sinful things I used to do and try and get away with it. Those <laughs> things have no real power over any, over me anymore. Right. I, be- I believe when I was baptized, all of those things uh, were dead and buried.
0: So it's like an act of, of coming into freedom. Absolutely. From those right. things. Yeah. Yeah. So those, those are all really powerful, they're not just images, they're realities, aren't they? they we are know realities. people in the church that yep. have experienced the power of baptism and have have known a, a freedom from addictions, freedom from lots of different yep. things, even sicknesses yes. as a result of coming through baptism.
1: Yeah, and I think everybody who is preparing for their own baptism, it's really, oh, day five, we, we go on to talk about um, how we should be baptised. But, yeah. but as you prepare for your own baptism... Uh, if you've not yet been baptized, as you prepare for that, just begin to mentally or even physically make a list of all the things in your past that you know you've been forgiven. You know you've been forgiven. Jesus has Jesus paid the price. God has forgiven you. But now, mm. in being baptized, you're going to leave all these things way behind you. Yeah, and um, and and then approach your baptism believing that. Uh, in f- as you as you approach this with faith, you're going to come out of that water, and you're going to come out ready to live this new life.
0: I think the being involved, having been involved in many baptisms, that. Yeah. The when people come out of the water again,
1: oh, it's fantastic! Uh, the
0: that? the expression on their face, and also then just when you uh, release the water and it goes away, <laughs> yeah. kind of think there about the goes. things that are yeah. that are being taken uh, down yeah. into the yeah. into the sewers, as it were, with them, yeah. and they come out it's co- a with powerful those things, image, isn't
1: it? Absolutely.
0: So, so what would you recommend somebody listening? They've not yet been baptized. Um, how would you advise that they go about getting baptized?
1: Okay. Well, I think first of all. Um, speak with somebody in the church who can who can help you arrange this. Um, we'd certainly say don't wait. Mm. Uh, there's no evidence in the New Testament that there was any sort of period of waiting between deciding to follow Jesus and, and then being baptized. You don't need to go on a long course. Um, you don't need to go on a course at all. <laughs> um, get up, be baptized, do it as soon as possible. Don't, don't mm. waste, don't delay with any of that. And then what we'd say is... Um, Arrange for it to take place. We've got we've got a baptism pool um, in Stony Stanton. We've got uh, we've got uh, temporary pools in Market Harbour.
0: I was baptised in a swimming or pool. You can go to a swimming like pool. the, um, the time. Yeah. When we're
1: in Kenya, they baptise people in in rivers and streams. Yes, wherever there's enough water to be immersed. Um, we'd say, if possible, invite your friends to come. Let mm. it be a great statement of faith to them. A great, a great expression of this new life. And and really enjoy it. Nothing yeah. to be nervous about. We never hold any, anybody under the water for longer than ten minutes. So. <laughs> Absolutely, it was a joke. <laughs> Wonderful. So that's it on baptism. It's it's a fantastic um, act of obedience. Yeah, it is an act of obedience. It is. Yeah, and um, it's almost were, the first step of obedience, is. isn't it? Even if you were christened as a baby, you now need to be baptised as a believer. Mm.
0: Fantastic. So. Key points that we pick up then in the summary of of this week is that Christian baptism is total immersion, and it's the total immersion of a believer uh, in water. Everyone who's repented of their sin and put their faith in Jesus Christ should be baptized. Uh, Baptism is only for believers or believers only.
1: that's important.
0: Um, It's a public declaration of faith in Christ. It's an outward expression of something that's taken place on the inside, an inner cleansing that's already taken place in our lives. Um, you've said not to wait, but actually to be baptized as soon as possible after yes. becoming a Christian. That as we're baptized, we're united with Christ, not just in his death, not even just in his death and burial, but also in his resurrection. That's right. And yep. as power as yep. a result, um, power to put to death our past, yes, um, the sinful things and our sinful nature in the past, and gives us power to live the Christian life. It's an essential and integral part of our salvation, of what it means to become a Christian. And it's this first step of obedience and faith. And it does something. It seals yes, our newfound faith in Jesus Christ. It's a wonderful thing. It is. And I was baptized at the age of 10, but I can still clearly remember it as yeah. such a significant moment in my own life that is not just powerful then, but it's powerful for me yeah. now, even at the age of 45, yeah. there's a power that yeah. it has yeah, in my me life too. today.
1: I was baptized in a swimming pool in Leicester yeah. and I still remember it. It was a very significant day.
0: So there you go. If you're listening to this and you become a Christian, but you're not yet baptised, we would love, if we can, to help you do that. And if not, then maybe speak to your friend and, and make those arrangements. Wonderful. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for this week's Rock Solid podcast. We hope it's been really helpful for you. If you'd like to get in touch with us at any time during the course, you can send us an email at rocksolid@livingrock.church. at livingrock.church. We pray that God really blesses you as you take the first steps in your new life with him.